Hey, hey, welcome to Horns Up. I'm Animesh. And I'm Peter. And we're joined by Dave Matrice from Death Metal Juggernaut's Jungle Rot. Hi, Dave. Welcome to Horns Up. Good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to do this. I've been doing a press all day and you're the last one and it's been good. It's been a good day. This is what we wait for. We put the release out, you know, and this is the hype and, you know, this is what it's all about. Getting the feedback for seeing what people think about it, you know, that's it. This is what's, what we waited for. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They put the release out for those of you who've been living under a rock. The release is the new Jungle Rot album. It's called The Call to Arms. What is this album, A Call to Arms 2? Who are you calling uh, out and who do you want to get armed? Uh, it's nothing like that. It's just that, that actually that song, The Call to Arms, I mean, it could take it any way you want. People think it's about war and stuff like that. But it's actually, if you listen to lyrics, it's about us and the band and struggling and fighting forward and being brotherhood and calling arms and staying together as one. That's kind of how that song came about, and it's the title track, and it's pretty cool how it went down. I mean, why was that the message that needed to be emblazoned on the album cover itself? Is uh, kind of just felt good. I mean, just like you know, I wanted to call the old school together. Let's go. Let's get this. You know, let's come on. You know, old school. Yeah, we could use we could use that in these times. I mean, with yeah. what's happening around the world. Hmm. Everyone has their own problems. The world has its own problems. Yeah, but remember the metal family is one big family, you know, so it's a call to ours. Bring us all back together where we belong, you know. Yeah, and you know, it's crazy because when I was thinking about it, right, like war and death metal is just kind of synonymous uh, (laughs) if you think about it. So that's why I was very curious uh, to to know uh, what the call to arms was. But, you know, one of the signatures of the jungle rock sound is the you know influence of hardcore punk and Mm -hmm. you know on this album you've got a lot of instances of the db drums the strong structures the gang vocals yeah Yeah, i think uh yeah i think you're right you nailed it you know there's a couple songs i was always a big propane fan you know i I love propane and it kind of i can see somewhere like asymmetric warfare you know, I can sense that in there, a little chorus, you know, I, I, yeah, I sense it, man, kind of, I, I definitely, I, you know, I do sense it, man, it came out on this one for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you make any Even- distinction between the genres as such? Like, do you, uh, did you go out and go like, oh, uh, this one needs to sound a bit more hard, hardcore? No. No, no, nothing, nothing like that at all. When I write, I do most of the writing, I do it all pretty much on the guitar and I just kind of lock myself away. I don't listen to a lot of music when I go into bomber mode. You know, I kind of stay in my own little zone there. And uh, and whatever comes out, whatever feels good, I when I write, I always, you know, say that I write for liveness. I try to write the music that always sounds just penetrating. And, you know, I always try to send the people home when they wake up in the morning, remembering those riffs in their head. And just it just pounds it in there. And that's what Jungle Rot's all about is when you leave the show, you're taking something home with you and you're, you're going to remember it, you know? It's it's so weird that you say that because I kid you not, uh, the title track, which is the first song on the album, and the last track, uh, oh, yeah. the, uh, Population Suicide, um, both the bookends are continuously repeating in my head for a good 24 hours now. I think it has, it has a lot to do especially with Population Suicide's outro with the repeated suicide, suicide. <laughs> and it's I a slamming you, song, man. Slamming song. Yeah, I'm glad you got it, man, because a lot of people don't get what, I mean, our fans know what we're all about, but 
people that really don't know us that don't give us the time of the day they really don't get the band and you know what we're about we're you know we built an identity over the 11 albums you know we got a tone we got a sound and you know when we put it in people know exactly who we are and that's why would we want to change that that's the recipe that works for us and we're here to carry the torch you know to the end (laughs) (laughs) okay so 11 albums in what has this uh particular album album number 11 what has this taught you that you may not have known before or you just realized with this album uh nothing really learned from it i mean the only Mm -hmm. experience that we did learn on this experience from this album that i can remember is that going through the panamanic you know all the virus and stuff shutting us down you know we got done touring on the last album uh the self-titled uh, we did it for two years and right it hit right when we ended so we took advantage of that and started mm-hmm. writing the album and then uh, we finished the album we sat on it for a year we never done that before almost a year and uh, you know we're used to turning it in right away and you know going on the road three months later promotion everything but this time we had a lot of time to sit on it and I found myself going back to it remixing it and stuff so you know that wasn't a good thing you know and I mixed it a couple times here and there and I kind of got lost and I went back to Dan and Dan Swano, he's always done a great job for us. And he steered me right back to the original that he did. And we ended up going back to the original. So sitting on it too long was not a good thing for me, man. I wasn't, because I just wanted to get out there and I started picking. I had to do something with it. I didn't want it to go away. And I just started picking too much. But we went with the original, man. It's interesting that you bring up Dan Swano, because we've had him on the podcast uh, a couple of years ago. And Mm -hmm. man, that guy has some stories. Oh, that's a true legend. (laughs) Yeah. Like, if I quote him well, he said his longest interview he's done is like eight hours. Oh, my Lord. The the time (laughs) he spent with us was very small compared to that. But one thing, if I remember well, picking up from that interview is he doesn't pick up too many projects. He was very selective about the projects that he does now. Uh, How did you manage to get him on board? I'm very curious to know. I think he enjoys uh the music i think that's what it is he's probably a fan of it i mean good work relationship i mean i think that has a lot to do with it yeah he's got a lot of music he can pick and choose from for sure he's overbooked with everything you know and it's an honor to him to do it you know we i wish i would have started a little earlier on some of our earlier careers but i'm glad we hooked up and uh, we got a really good work relationship now mm-hmm. no de- definitely that that makes sense okay but um working with somebody like dan swano how do you even make that happen? How do you best utilize somebody as talented as him and get him to make sure that it doesn't veer away from what jungle rot is supposed to sound like? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know what you're saying there. I think he knew the band before going in. So he kind of knew our style already. That helped out a lot. And, you know, he took, so he kind of knew what we're all about, but I gave him references before, you know, bands that I mm-hmm. kind of liked. I, I turned in propane. <laughs> it's kind of, <laughs> you know, I always thought that prophets of dooms. I don't know if you know that album, that mix on there and master is incredible. I mean, I think to this day, and I kind of always go off of that punch that, you know, I kind of liked the, the way they did that. And I always use that for a reference. And, uh, I think just our style of, you know, what we are, and that's what we came up with. And it's, you guys nailed how you sense a little bit of that hardcore in there. And I think that's where you, you probably wanted, felt it, you know, going through that. Alrighty. So I think now is a good time to play a song from the album. Let's give our listeners a taste if they haven't had it already. Um, what's the song that best represents the album to you? And why is it that particular song? Let's see what would be a good one. 
that's a tough question, man. I mean, they're all good. I like them all. Um, how about, uh, let's do the call to arms, man. You know, I always, like I said, that one to me, it means, it means a lot. It's, you know, the, the gang and I think it's a very well-rounded song. It's got all the elements that makes a good Frankenstein song. I said, it's got the groove, it's got the speed, it's got it all, man. It just has a lot of flavor and, and it's just fun for me to play and sing. I really enjoy that song. Fantastic. Here is a call to arms.
Now, this is something I've been dying to ask you for a while, uh, especially since uh, at least in the last few years that Jungle Rot has been really prolific. One constant presence in Jungle Rot since 1994 uh, has been you, right? And yeah. I have to know what's really drives you after all these years, right? Because it's been a long time, let's be honest. Yeah, it is. I get asked that a lot and... Uh... Sometimes I question myself, but a lot of it is, is I have a lot of goals yet that I want to achieve, you know, a lot of dreams I'm still chasing. You know, I want to play a lot of the festivals in Europe yet, you know, the bigger ones, Hellfest, you know, whacking of course and Bloodstock. I played quite a few already, but I, I still want, I want to chase them. I want to get them on. I think that has a lot to do with it, man. I mean, you know, you got to chase your dreams and I'm still here doing it, you know? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And then that's really interesting, right? Because like, if you think about it and, when you look at the 90s, and I keep talking because I'm a huge death metal fan, and you had that time between 91 and 93 mm. where everyone was down in Florida recording at Morrison Sound yeah, and yeah. stuff like that, right? Like, finally, at, at one point, it became like a death metal template uh, mm-hmm. in there. And I'm sure uh, you know what I'm talking about because that's when you kind of started uh, Jungle Rot out. So, just as someone who's kind of really was in the thick of things then uh i want to know what's the same and what's different between death metal in the 90s and currently um i get that that's another question i didn't really see a difference i mean the scene's still the same man there's still that 250 300 you know that's always been the average there's always been an underground i've seen i mean it's never really it hit its low points in i think 2001 i remember that's when it really hit his low points when everybody had a label, everybody had a CD. I mean, that's when it was oversaturated, but it was never really weak, in my opinion. The scene has always been strong here. And uh, for, from Skin and Living to now doing the old, what I miss, what I remember the most about the old Skin and Living, and that is getting together with the guys and, you know, writing the album and being in a jam spot, sweating it. You know, they were good times back then. And, you know, now it's a little different. Now we write on the computer. I do most of the writing with my guitar player and that, that it's kind of just a little different. Now, I think a lot of it's because we don't have time like we used to when we were younger. You know, you got families and jobs and, you know, but it, we we still keep it going, though. But um, how much do you think the Internet has changed music, especially for you guys as musicians? I mean, not just from music making, because that definitely like you can see the technological advancement and the ease that it's brought in. But what about the other aspect to it, which is basically making known um that there is say a new jungle rod album out in terms of marketing it in terms of promoting it the very fact that we are able to have this kind of a conversation today wouldn't have been possible right like even five years back it's pretty amazing to me i mean i'm not i don't do a lot of social media stuff i'm kind of real primitive myself or stay to myself but i just started doing this these are the first time i started doing these zoom things i mean that's how kind of you know, outdated I am. I mean, but I don't know anything about technology or nothing. I, I kind of miss that. I'm a little older, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. I mean, but I kind of, I, I don't know a lot about it. But what I know about it, it does a lot for the band, and I think it does wonders. It gets you instantly, and this is amazing. You know, I mean, you know, years ago it was all pen pals and writing and stuff like that. You know, this is this is pretty fun here, man. I think this is like my. 15th or 20th one and I've done it. I've never done them until this year on this album. So it's pretty exciting for me. 
<laughs> okay, now that you are doing it, do you think it's made uh made the world come to you? Do you think it's made the world a bit smaller for you? I wouldn't say smaller. It's making us come together, right? We're becoming together. I mean, it's kind of cool how we can sit <laughs> there and laugh together, man. You know, it's pretty neat. Yeah, it's making us come together. Us together. It's almost bring as a me. Yeah. Now the yeah, album title us. makes sense. It's a call to arms to come together. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hey, you got it. <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I'm really not a computer in the, my bass player is a nuts over that stuff. He runs most of it and the label does, but yeah, I'm kind of one of them, you know, backseaters. I don't know a lot about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hardworking man. <laughs> but I, yeah. I, I, w- one of the things actually I found, and this is on Wikipedia, so, uh, oh, you know, no. you can actually... Uh, dismiss it as a myth or what let me know if it's actually mm-hmm. true but uh actually when y'all started out y'all were signed to pure death records which was oh, run yeah. by J- jamie jasta back in the yeah, day. yeah 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 so, he was our first yeah so Go he ahead. was actually always into that metal oh yeah oh yeah he was the first guy that used to, he used to book shows man he used to have a band and he had hate breed way back then before they broke and used to bring us out there and book us to his tours and stuff you know and uh he was a really diehard fan of the band you could i mean he put the album out and you could tell and if you know hatebreed you could sense a lot of chunga rod influence i'm sure from you know that skin of living i think he still got that tone from us you know i mean but yeah he was a big fan of the band helped us out a lot early on in the career i mean he was mm. a great guy he did a lot yeah he did a lot for the metal scene here he's a great guy I'm still wow. waiting for him to take. Still waiting for him to take me on tour, though. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, he has this thing, and I think it's a T-shirt which is coffee, death metal, and push-ups. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. that's and I find that really like cool. <laughs> it's like that's how you yeah, start I, off your day. Yeah, I love Hayper. He's good. he's very positive. You know, his lyrics are great. I mean, Jamie's a great guy. You know, you, you need people like that in this world. Hmm. True. true. Speaking of uh, tours. Um, you guys are heading out again, right? Soon? Pretty soon. A uh, week and a half, I think, yeah. Going what are you looking and, forward well, to the most? Uh, seriously, seeing the most, seeing the people that, you know, that we've been following us for so many years, you know, going out there and touring and seeing them happy faces and getting up there and sweating, you know, and getting out there and doing what we do, you know. Spending are you really happy to get back to the grind? I think we are, man. And we grind it too, man. The way we do it, we grind it. We, we taught ourselves how to suffer. You know, we we're one of those bands that suffer and we taught ourselves how to do it, you know, and that's a fantastic line, it. by the way, we taught ourselves how to suffer. Yeah. yeah. That's we, a good really have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to write that down real quick. <laughs> yeah. I've always said it took a special person to do this kind of stuff, you know, because, you know, we're living in a van at, you know, you know this tour 17 straight and you know we're living it 17 days straight you know i mean it's a, wow it's a tough, tough, yeah tough gig man i mean but we enjoy it you know we mm-hmm. go to the rest stop truck stops and it's like camping out you know it's you gotta, you gotta have fun with it you know yeah actually that's a nice way of looking at it like camp <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> everyone who's got a job when everybody works together and has a job and you know it goes so much your team you know and it goes a lot smoother you know it's it's a lot funner when it, when you're on one you know become one like that and there's no you know you know what i'm saying it's a strong bond yeah that that's true but uh i i was 
watching some of your earlier interviews that you did and uh, you actually said that you don't listen to a lot of new music and you kind of uh, stick to the classics so uh, if, if i could look in your playlist at the moment whether it's i don't know if i do you use spotify or um uh, no not too much man no, wow, okay. so what so yeah. what's this so what's you, spinning yeah on days. like your on your cd i've been living under I, i've been living <laughs> under a rock that's what i've been doing man <laughs> i mean no but i'm i'm up i'm still up on stuff man i you know i still listen to the old you know stuff that's german invasion that took my soul of course but i don't listen to music as much as i do as i used to because the way i'm so busy it's hard to find time to when i can i do for sure but i'm up on a lot of new bands that you know i, I love frozen soul i know all about them oh, yeah. uh, you know cool. on death i know them i mean uh we got 200 stab wounds now working away i, I know all the bands are coming up because they're kind of around this area we, we see them when mm-hmm. they come and play and, you know they just tour through but we're always trying to support what we can man and i think it's great all these new young bands they're just pure straight up old school death metal bands that are coming out man but, but it's I really have, exciting but, I have, but i have to ask you since you know a lot of these bands what does it feel like when you see how popular they're getting right and when you think about their sound and just the way their entire package i mean let's take undeath for an example I never would have thought a band like Undead would actually chart on the Billboard. Can you imagine that? Yeah, it's it's it is amazing. You know, it's I don't really look. I'm glad for it because it's all you know. It's death metal. It's death metal. But you know, it's you have to start. I wish wish we could do that sometimes. But you know, I don't know how to explain it. It's weird how certain bands take off. It's just a good thing because by them doing that, it helps everybody, man. It's not just helping them. It's helping everybody because it's just making the scene bigger and. and that's what it needs to be you know you know somebody has to break through every year and you know i'm i'm glad that it's happened and it's old school death metal you know because we're in that category there's not too many people doing that old school death metal especially us our style man it's really primitive old school and uh, you know i'm glad i'm doing it because you know there's so much the origin i love that stuff but that level is set so high i mean i don't it's so many good bands doing that man i mean it seems like there's less what we're doing and i kind of like that you know? if you think about it there's kind of like a cyclical nature when it comes to stuff like music right yeah. uh, like i i grew up listening to a lot of metal in the early 2000s so a lot of new metal and stuff like that sure. so i know what you're talking about and now it's crazy when you think that bands like slipknot and stuff are still doing uh, tours and you know releasing new music and stuff like yeah. that right now another another thing i've always said too man you know a lot of bands can't move up the ladder until a lot of the bands go away and none of the bands are going away and that's why yeah. it's always yeah. been you know there's certain heavyweights and they're never going to be moving up there and you know what i'm saying until they disappear and that's kind of what's hurt drunk run in our career we came out a little bit too late you know 5 years too late when all the kings were already signed if we timing is everything you know in in music and life in general you know and we were kind of a little bit too late man to be in that category you know all bitch were and everybody already got signed and you know they kind of we passed it up and so we you know became underground dwellers that's what we are <laughs> Yeah yeah no that that that's true i mean slayer still doing its final 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 yeah. tour right <laughs> yeah yeah i mean yeah you know what i'm saying but yeah until but it's good to see these young bands jump up you know hopefully the big test is if they can ever get up to headlining because that's that's the biggest test if we can get some more headliners that's what we need and there's a lot of good direct support bands like us there's a ton of direct support bands but not enough headliners we know that you know it's taken five bands now to for a package to, to make a headline and show you know 
I mean, but it's they're big though. I mean, a fetus show is going on right now. That's doing really good selling out. I mean, it's really doing good. The shows are all doing good. I'm hoping for the best for ours. Yeah, and 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 even it, it blows my mind like a band with a name like Dying Fetus, right? <laughs> Is headlining and getting out there and stuff yeah. like that. But uh, hey, more power. To yeah, it's kind of cool. How they, it's kind of cool how they built respect on that name. There's respect. That's what it is. They got power. Yeah, you yep. know that name. They are a very strong band, man. They bring in a lot of people and they earn respect, and, and that's cool too. You know. Yeah. And, and they put on a crazy show. I mean, I, I've seen them. It's and for three guys, it's just like yeah, it's amazing. It, they're the true, they're the true inventors. Of that. I mean, Fetus and us started out early on in the beginning. We, like back, Shasta used to hook us up with shows with them. We're on the same label. We all started out together, and they were great back then. They had they're the inventors of all that that style. They really are, man. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're on. That's why they're on top, man. One thing I've noticed uh, about Jungle Rot is you guys are like very consistent, right? And pandemic uh, aside there was like every couple of years you guys are already like releasing music and putting out touring that whole kind mm-hmm. of cycle in there so i'm curious to know since you said you had that time uh, to kind of work on a call to arms did you already now that the album's out did you have time to already work on new music? Are you already writing? What? Can yeah, you we have some, we have we have some songs. I actually have uh, two songs carried over from the last one. I didn't make the album, so we, we got a good start on that. And then I've always got I'm always writing. I'm always picking up a guitar. I mean, it's just that's my nature. I mean, I my cell phone probably has almost over a hundred changes on it. I'm in that stage of just writing changes and recording them on my phone right now. And then as soon as I get done with the touring, uh the summer i'll go right to writing right away and uh hopefully get in the studio the following winter and get it out for the next 24 summer you know we'll finish the cycle of touring and, and be ready to go i'm really excited to be on unique leader i mean it's um you know i, I think we found a good home i mean the most excitement about that is it's a younger gener- younger crowd you know and, and i'm excited about that a lot i hope we can get some of that younger generation i know they're a brutal slam label but you know, once again, you know, you know, we're different on there. You know, I don't, he's got a lot of brutal slam, but he don't have no old school. So it's yeah. kind of cool to have that flavor in there. You know, he's took a chance with us and I'm glad he did because uh, we're really excited for the future with him. So on that note, thank you so much for sparing some time and chatting with us. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know like, yeah, you, you told us that uh, thunderstorms coming your way and hopefully nothing, nothing like nothing stupid happens. No, I can hear it thunder and I think we'll be all right. That's we got a lot of those. The humidity once this time of the year we get quite a few tornado time this is here, but I, we ain't really I've never seen one though, man. But we get them in our you know our state. They touched on quite a bit. Th- thanks so much, Dave. Really appreciate it. Thank you. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, check out Jungle Rot's new album, Call to Arms. And let us know what you thought about it. As always, you can do that on hornsuppod.com uh, or on Twitter at hornsuppod. Uh, I'm at Asmoani on Twitter. I'm at Trend Crusher. And this was Horns Up. Horns Up, guys. Horns up.